0: Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave Indijanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday starting at nine or at KSLnewsradio.com.
1: Keyword Podcast.
0: So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic,
1: your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories
0: on KSL News Radio. Former President Trump fighting for his uh, political life to stay on or get back on the ballot in Colorado, where he's currently off the ballot. His case before the United States Supreme Court this morning, and in typical Trump fashion, uh, afterwards doesn't doesn't say a lot other than calling the court a beautiful thing.
2: I just finished
0: watching. The Supreme Court it is a beautiful thing to watch in many respects. It's unfortunate that we have to go through a thing like that. I consider it to be more election interference by the Democrats. as to what they're doing.
1: So what Colorado has done is they've essentially taken his name and said it can't be on the primary elect- election ballot. Uh, now, Colorado is a deeply blue state. It's. The president, the former president, he is never going to win Colorado anyway, so it, it doesn't super matter, practically speaking, but I think it's a really scary peek into the future where states can just say, I will accept that candidate, but not that candidate. Yes to this one, no to that one.
0: News Nation's Washington correspondent Kelly Meyer uh, is in Washington, D.C. right now. Uh, oral arguments this morning before the Supreme Court. I listened to some of them. Uh, There were a lot of questions from the justices. Uh, I was specifically listening to when President Trump's attorneys were making their case to get him on the ballot. Uh, Let's start there.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. We're actually outside of the U.S. Supreme Court right now doing reports for News Nation, And they just wrapped up really not too long ago, probably about 30 or 40 minutes ago. And then, as you said, former President Trump uh, came on the cameras, gave his own little press conference afterwards, and he seemed pretty upbeat. He seemed hopeful that the conservative-leaning court will uh, support his position. Three of those nine justices were nominated to the bench by him during his presidency, and they're going to decide in 2024 fate whether or not he will be uh, on that ballot in Colorado and if it has a downstream effect with other places that have pending uh, legislation or pending cases on similar uh, efforts to keep him off the ballot. The Trump side argues that this disenfranchises tens of millions of Americans. There were a lot of questions around how should a state or how can a state decide whether or not a candidate is an insurrectionist and therefore ineligible for the presidency. Um, there were a lot of questions um, from uh, those arguing, the, the lawyer arguing for Colorado voters, uh, saying that Trump put himself in this position by uh, what they say causing an insurrection on January 6th. Trump's lawyers argue that it was not an insurrection. It was a riot, but it did not qualify as an insurrection. So there was a lot of back and forth on all of this. Um, ultimately, it seems as though, uh, at least right now, that the the court might in favor of Trump just from the way this was argued. However, they may seem that way and it could go a completely different way. They've done that in the past. Um, So it would really be interesting to see how they decide at the end of the day on this case, because I do think it could have ramifications for other states that may have pending cases.
1: Kelly Meyer is standing just outside the Supreme Court right now for News Nation. And typically you can listen to the Questions from the justices and get a little bit of an idea which way they're learning. So I, I was curious, speaking specifically of the liberal justices, was there a line of questioning that you found particularly interesting?
2: I'm trying to think back. Um, there was some questioning um, just around whether or not, mostly whether or not, you know, should he, is he qualified as an insurrectionist? How do you say whether or not Trump was an insurrectionist in this case, whether or not he's on or off the ballot? I think those questions were interesting. I'm trying to think of other portions. I took some notes in here as well, because there was quite a long um, line of questioning from both sides. It did seem as though even the liberal justices were, were, you couldn't really tell. They were open to hearing from both Trump's lawyers and the lawyer representing the Colorado voters who ultimately brought this case, because it was the Colorado voters in the fall that filed the lawsuit under the provision of the Constitution, Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, known as the Insurrectionist Clause, to disqualify a presidential candidate. And then the Colorado Supreme Court upholded that. And then that's what brought us here to the Supreme Court today. The Colorado Supreme Court decided Trump was ineligible for the presidency due to his conduct on January 6th. The court ordered him to be excluded off the GOP presidential primary ballot. Trump appealed and now it's at the hands of the Supreme Court. So it all kind of circled back to that original questioning a lot of questions under what constitutes uh, the section three of the 14th amendment. Uh Um, A lot of questions, historical precedent in there as well. Um, So it it is interesting. There's a lot in there and whether or not they ultimately side with Trump's lawyers in this, um, it definitely will uh, have kind of that waterfall effect. I think.
0: Yeah. Kelly um, Trump's legal team is his counsel, Jonathan Mitchell, Uh, talked about um, that the ban uh, only applies to appointed officers and not elected officials. Let me let me play a clip from him as he was standing before those the justices.
2: Officer of the United States refers only to appointed officials, and it does not encompass elected individuals such as the president, or members of Congress.
0: Did it feel like he was trying to wordsmith it to say, hey, though my client was elected. He's not an officer. Did, did it feel like, like that in the
2: courtroom? Yeah, there were a lot of questions around that, especially around from the more liberal justices on if he was kind of just, you know, splitting hairs at that point, whether, you know, he's an officer, whether basically the Trump lawyers were trying to argue that because he was President, he's not under the same category as others. And for the Colorado voter lawyers, um, voters' lawyer, basically saying that just because he's president, he shouldn't be uh, immune from uh, being upheld or, or, you know, being held accountable in a way. Um, so there was a lot of questions around that, uh, definitely a debate in there around officer officers. And I think there was also a moment in there when they were trying to move on with the questioning. And then Elena Kagan came back and said, well, can we move, can we come back to this officer stuff later? And then the the courtroom kind of laughed. It was just a moment of comedic relief in all of this where, you know, you had this kind of like, okay, can we come back to that? So it did seem civil. It did seem like justices on both sides of, you know, the, the, the aisle, so to speak, you know, were respectful and and had uh, a lot of questions around this and seemed thoughtful. Um, so and i think understand the the weight of this decision
1: were the justices concerned about the precedent that this might set
2: i didn't exactly i can't point to a moment where they pointed to that um i i think though you know watching this from The outside is there's just now I'm looking at the amount of reporters that are here outside of the Supreme Court covering this and the media attention. This is getting the biggest story of of the day, really the month, Um, just that this is something that the Supreme Court really hasn't looked at before this type of precedent. And then also the fact that they haven't been this involved in a presidential election since Bush versus Gore 24 years ago. And Mm. I think um, them being involved in this, I think this throws the Supreme Court front and center into the 2024 presidential race in a way unlike we've ever seen before. Um, So I think maybe they didn't draw attention to it, but I think all of us around the Supreme Court and watching and listening know just how important this decision is.
1: We are connecting our own dots for sure. Kelly Meyer, thank you for joining us from News Nation.
0: Uh, Next, uh, the top story of the day, uh, the state school board member, Natalie Klein, here in Utah, being told to resign by parents of a high school girls basketball player who was publicly humiliated on Klein's Facebook post. Uh, If you missed it earlier and you don't know about this story, we're going to tell you what that post was all about and the comments uh, that made this girl out to be a transgender player. Uh, She is... Not, her parents have said as much, and others have concern, confirmed she is not. She is a she. Here's the mom's child uh, that a lot of people, adults on Facebook, were publicly shaming. And in a moment, we're going to get a live report from KSL Five Television's Shelby Lofton, who talked to this child's, the, this girl's mother and father. To look at someone's outer appearance. I make an assumption that they are either playing in the right arena or not based on the way someone looks, I don't think is appropriate.